Okay, great. Baruch Hashem. Is everybody almost out of Shabbat? Thursday night. By you Thursday afternoon. Um, we have a great parasha coming up about the spies. We spoke about this last week a little bit. But still, the major point in the parasha, number one, is the fact, the emunah factor, the bitahon factor, the trust in Hashem, to know that when Hashem tells you something, you follow what Hashem says, you'll be all right. In the parasha, we see that they don't want to follow. That they, Hashem told them, it sounds beautiful. Oh no, we want to check it out. And that caused the whole trouble with the spies and the whole problem that they had to stay in the desert 40 years. Very important parasha. I advise everybody just to read the parasha, even the Hebrew English setting. Just it goes with the Pesukim, without any commentary, just read. And there's so much to get, so much, there's many questions there. A lot going on. It should be read just to go through it, just to see what's what's happening in the parasha, not to miss out on this parasha. Um, but we're taking a small point now, a very important point. We know Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, he prayed for Yehoshua bin Nun, one of the 12 spies was Yehoshua. And uh, there were 12 spies, and 10 of them spoke bad about Israel, and two spoke good. That was Kalev ben Yefunia, Kalev the son of Yefunia, and Yehoshua bin Nun, son of Nun. And his name was Hoshea, but Moshe added a Yod and called him Yehoshua, that Hashem should save you from the evil plans of the spies that they want to save about Israel. To dis- dissuade the people from going into the country. What a reason they had, that's the discussion, but that was the fact. They, they wanted to do that. And it says that Caleb and Yefunir got to Israel with the spies and he felt he was going to fall maybe. So he went to Hebron to pray by the, 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 the tomb, the cave of our forefathers, Abraham, Shafi Yaakov. So they're buried in Marat Machpelah in Hebron. So he went to pray there. Yoshua did not go to pray there because Yoshua didn't need it. He already had a blessing from Moshe Rabbeinu. He was, he was guarded from evil. Why Moshe did not pray for Chalib and Yifune? It's another question. A lot of questions here. But that was the fact. And it says the owner Hayim Kadosh in his commentary. It's a beautiful shot, he says. It's something very important for us to know. He says, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, after he gave the decree against his Amisa'el, the stay in the desert, so he says, Abdi Khaleb and my servant Khaleb, because he had a different spirit, and he fought it out. He went against the spies. I'm going to give him, he's going to live to Israel, he's going to enter the, enter the land. Not like everybody else who passed away, he's going to enter the land. With, and he calls him my, my servant, and I'm going to give him Hebron as a gift when he went to pray. It doesn't mention Yahshua. Only after it says, the, the Pasuk says, and from the people, the, the, the spies, only Yahshua and Kalev were left. But it doesn't make an issue out of Yahshua so much. And the question is why? Also special about Kalev, that Hashem is making an issue out of Kalev over here. My servant Kalev. To call someone a servant means is Moshe Rabbeinu was called servant to Hashem. He's, he's, he's putting him very high up there, Hashem. Putting Kalev in your phone very high up. And says Or Hayyim Kadosh in his commentary that that's because Kalev did not have Moshe's prayer backing him. When someone has things more easy, the credit is not as, as great. You 
Rabbanun is a great man. But Moshe prayed for him to be saved, so it wasn't much of a battle for him to, to ward off the evil intentions of the spies. Whereas Kalev had a very hard time, as a matter of fact, that's why he had to go pray. He felt maybe he's not, he's not going to win. He's, he's maybe falling. So he went to Hebron and he prayed and he was saved. But you see that he had a harder time. He didn't get that easy blessing from Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why Hashem is playing him up so high to show all of us that it's according to the pain is the gain. The Ke'abu tells us in chapter 5, the last Mishnah, He says, Big Rabbi mentions, the Fum Sa'ar according to the pain, is the reward. And you have to always appreciate that statement because so many times people have tests just to pray sometimes. Just not to be lazy in the morning. Just to pray or to have a little kavanah or to say berachot on food or to say the word kavanah or a little good thought inside or to be nice to people or to make peace or to have a seder and learn. Things sometimes are hard to do. But it's the one who's going to push himself even though he has it hard, that's where the big gold mine is. That's where the big reward is. If you want to know where the big reward, you could tell according to how much pain is involved. Until he got to shoot this guy, it was hard for him to do it. Or told he has to get something to open a book and learn. He has a lot on his head. But he's sitting and learning how much that's his value in Hashem's eyes. It's so great. You can't play that down. There's no price on such things. No price. A person knows he has these to do in life and he's busy, but still he gives time to Akharash Baruch He gets his tefillot and he gets his prayers in. He does his misvot. He acts nice to people who know it's not so easy sometimes. He has a hard time here with somebody. But he smiles, puts on a face, and he says, Good morning, or good afternoon. It's sometimes not so easy in certain situations. And all of these misvot are worth tremendous price because they're coming from a hard time. When things are easy, it's great, but it's not as it's not as worth. So the person has sometimes has to realize if he's in a certain predicament and it looks to him that it's he's upset at Hashem, why is it? He realize that Hashem has given him a gift. Just giving him a gift. He wants you to to go through go through go through and still win. And get a real jackpot. Tremendous. That's where it's really at. When things are easy, easy comes, that's not, not, not the same. I'm not saying you have to ask for hardships. I'm saying that if, if there are hardships, and there are hardships in life, in all kinds of different ways, physical, spiritual, but the person is fighting, this man is getting a lot of reward. He's investing. And people don't even know it. He's winning battles off the right, and no one even knows. That's, that's, the, that's the message number, number one in Parashah how important it is that from Sarah Hashem calls him my servant Kalev I'm going to give he's going to, he's going to live long now to go to Israel in the 38 years he's going to make it he's guaranteed life so no one was he's guaranteed at least oh, 40 more years Hashem and he's also going to get Hebron as a gift for going to pray there it's an amazing story here we're seeing just why? just because he fought it out when it was hard for him and he pushed himself to win. And that's what Hashem wants to see from people in this life. Hashem is looking to see, 
are you pushing in the right direction? As you always say, not always you succeeded in winning the battle, but you pushed in the right direction. I just said, oh, that's really what I wanted from you. We say this, we have said this in Shiva and live many times, those who know about it. We always say the game is not to win, the game is to fight. And many times, the winning wasn't the real factor. You win, you, you won, you don't win, but the question was how much are you fighting? How much were you trying? How much were you investing to push towards the goal, which maybe you didn't even make the goal, but the investment also counts so much in Hashem's eyes, and the reward is coming not for the achievement of the goal. The reward is being given to you in this world because of your pushing, of the hardships, of the pain, of trying to get things worked out in the right way, going through pushing in this life. And that's really what we'll be learning the here. That your Shabbat is a great man. He became the leader of Amisai. As Moshe passed away, he became the leader. He was, he was the leader of Amisai, the whole leader. Yet, at this point of the spies, who was crowned more? Kalev got more of the crown from Hashem. My servant Kalev. He fought it out. He didn't have Moshe's blessings. And that's what you have to learn in life. Now, when things are not always going the way you want them to go exactly, you still stick to your guns, you keep your praying, you keep your sad dead of learning, you do even small, you still have to people anyway, you still keep the peace at home. If you're a married man, you keep the peace at home. If you're single, you still keep peace, at peace with everybody. You do even small, everything, everything. And you don't care that it's not so easy. And then Hashem smiles to you and says, you know what? I see you really learned the lesson of life, what it's all about. Life is all about perseverance, which means to be able to get through the armor of life, to break through and to show that you're real, that not just when things are easy, I'm doing it. No, when it's not exactly so easy, I'm still gonna fight for it. And that's the message of Hashem number one. Number two, I want to say now, is about the end of the parasha talks about Sisit. That is the whole parasha of the Sisit. We say in the Shema every day, twice a day. And I was in a shul Friday night, and I heard of a, this big rabbi here, Dr. Weiss. He said a beautiful thing. He said, I'll just share it with you. He said, in the Shohan, in the Beit Yosef, in Siman Chafein, in Orachayim, well, that's like this. says that it says first, First, you put on your talent in the morning, then it's tefillin. Right? As you go up in holiness. But that's what he says, one reason. But really, really, he writes in his other sefer, in Visual Sith, he writes, that first you wear a sisit and tefillin. Why? Because for two reasons. Because sisit equals all 613 results. That's why it's fit to put first the sisit. And also, because it's more common, because you see you wear on the weekdays and on Shabbat and holidays, whereas Tefillin you only wear on the weekdays and on Shabbat and holidays. We have a rule that did call them that that which is more common is more is first, takes precedence, is first. So he says, you see here that Mitzvah Tzitzit is more important than Tefillin even. It's a higher level Mitzvah. Because it's, it, it, it equals out all the Mitzvot. So we know that it says, see, see, that 
این کار بعد یکاری کار بعد ایبن تو را کار بعد سیت دم سایس سو سو واریبل سو یه تو ریلی من تازه اکسترا تلاشی کردم در آبای سید تفرین یسپلان مانی دارن آن سالجرانس که ریل گل پی کوسمانی تری and make sure the Sofer did it right and the right intention and he did it right he went to McVeigh oh very careful what Tefillin should be done right because you know how valuable Tefillin is but he said Sisit is even a high of Mitzvah you should be even more careful with a Sisit even no people know that we don't know that big chedush here right now big chedush here right now a new idea how Sisit get to get the best pair get a good pair make sure the Sisit are done right with Kavana, like we do in the Yeshiva sometimes, we've never seen any. It's going to be well that we're here to get the boys together to make the seed, show you how much is really in the seed, how much Kavanot in there, how to make it with a Kiddushah, and to wear it, to make sure you're wearing it, not just put it on the shelf. How important it has to, it's a guard. It shows how, that we're servants to Hashem, it protects us. Because I say, oh, he's my servant, oh, he's my servant, I saw him, he's my servant. Oh, he's mine, he's mine. He's my servant. He's my son. He's my servant. How important is he really is? Tremendous. It shouldn't be given up for nothing in the world. And try to get the better pairs. Try to get, if possible, wool is better. Wool is going to the Sfaradim is better. Wool is Sfaradim. Ashkenazim would have time, but Sfaradim wool is a much higher level than time. Also find one that you could wear that will make you feel, you feel okay with it. Very important to invest and not just to say, oh, all right, you know, And there's also a lot of ideas behind this seed. Besides the equal sexual treatment support, a lot of ideas, which one of the ideas is that I saw in the Sefer, uh, probably, um, probably, what's his name? Uh, I'm sure I forgot his name. I want to say his name. There's a very, very special Sefer called, called it's called uh, Mashutov. It's a sefer written by a special rabbi who gives classes in Europe. So the people who, who, who come back to his professionals, so he takes care of them with Shabbatot, and he gives them classes. His name is Rabbi Moshe Scheinfeld. Rabbi Scheinfeld. He writes a beautiful thing there. He says that we know that, that, that in the old days they used to put the purple, he's like the, 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 the blue dye on the seat. Today, some people have it also, but we don't do it because we don't know if it's the real dye. So, the, 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 this blue dye, the techelet it's called, you take out of, out of the four long strings that you double over eight, one of them is blue, and you, but that's the one that you go around as a seat with them. You go around, you make that, you go around the seat, you circle the seat with the blue one. So he said that there's a hint over here that the techelet represents like the Tachlit that's the purpose of the world the sky is blue you see Hashem reminds you of Hashem and the white white is a color that's like like the specifics you see white everywhere that's specifics which means he's trying he says the idea here is that we're showing that Hashem runs the world that's really all the specifics all the bits and pieces of this world that entered in the white color are surrounded by this this one blue thing Hashem, that is a purpose. The chelet is like tachlit, like a purpose, which means all the all these small parts and bits of life, all whatever life entails, 
all really has to do with one major purpose that we're here for. And the person looks at his feet when he sees the blue around the white and he realizes, oh, I can't forget the main reason what am I, what am I doing here in this world. The person gets caught up and has specifics in life. Smaller things, smaller things take up his time. And now is even in the spiritual part of the now, and he doesn't realize sometimes not thinking, well, what's all this about? Ah, there's a central focal purpose of the world. Oh, I got to look for that purpose. I must be, I, I, I got to work in this world to get somewhere in the next world. And the blue, the blue reminds you of that. That's a very important idea. So, just I want to say a message about the seat that we should be really more careful to make sure we have a good pair of seat. Oh, we say, oh, no big deal. Oh, one time, one is a little cut off, one, one string is a little cut off. Oh, that's right, it's a kosher. No, you make sure you have the best. The same when you want a good pair of lean, you get a good pair of seat. And you realize that that's going to show Hashem that you are a true servant of Hashem. That's your testimony of a servant. No matter if it's cold or hot, I'm wearing a seat. And it equals the whole Torah. It reminds you of the whole Torah. You look at your seat. Seceed is a very great thing, by the way. The oldest of the Kim, few generations, were able to look at the seat and tell you what time it is. I'm just looking at the seceed. A lot of wild things in seceed. We just see, uh, you know, a piece of cloth and some strings. We don't realize how great this was. Wise. So, what is your definition of that? How important it is? Keeping Shabbat, we find the Parashat, they got chopped wood, they killed them for Shabbat. So you see Shabbat and Seceed back to back. Back to back. Two Mizvot that equal the entire Torah. To keep them. To keep the Shabbat. To keep the Seceed. To keep the Emunah, Abitahon and Hashem, our trust. Do what Hashem really knows and wants to do is his right. Hashem says it must be it's good. And of course, to make sure not to lose that message we said before. Refum Tsaragra. According to the pain is the reward. It's hard to do something. You do it, you push, the reward is nephew. Big reward. As Hashem, to have a great Shabbat, boys. To be an elevating Shabbat. And even though we, some people start a business this week, everyone puts out of their minds Shabbat. There's no business. Both on Shabbat. That's a big sigula, by the way, to have success the next whole week. And make sure on Shabbat we don't think about any plan, no planning in business. Nothing. Shabbat is Shabbat, only Shabbat. Singing on the table, enjoying the food, saying maybe it's not what on the table, enjoying Shabbat, praying. That's that's Shabbat's all about. So it's not meant to think about or talk about other things, business affairs on Shabbat. You want to see miracles the next week about your business? You don't talk or think about that item at all, even if it worries you. That's our deal you have to make next week. You don't think about it at all on Shabbat, and rather than sham, you see success on that deal next week. Shabbat shalom, boys, and I'll see the Shemayah.